Hi, this is Mike. This is Russ. Hi, this is Matt, and you're listening to the Empty Spiral Podcast, the official podcast of the Lacuna Core community. It's episode 103, uh, and it's the 18th of May. Our time is flying. Uh, it's still wet this week, though. We haven't talked about the weather for a while, have we, guys? But I'll tell you no, what, I think no. it's, it's started off really quite wet. I think it's because it cut my grass yesterday, finally. <laughs> well, actually, I strimmed it. It was so long, I couldn't cut it. Anyway, I'm uh, jumping ahead of myself for here. Um, let's introduce my fellow podcasters. So we've got Mike and Russ. Hello, Mike. How have you been? Hello. I'm good, thank you. And like you've just uh, warmed to the theme of gardening, I spent... Um, best part of an hour and a half doing the front of my house yesterday. So that's all done, and thank heavens that I did, really, because I nearly came home in an arc. It's that wet up here in the north. It's pretty awful. Yeah, it's rather moist right now. Yes. Mm. Fair enough. And <laughs> how, how about you, Russ? How are you? Me, I'm good. I, You could say I'm probably the, the moistest of them all, because I live right next door to the river. But um, luckily, because I'm in a flat, I don't have a garden, so uh, I think I'll have to leave strimming with Slayer to your good self. But, uh, you know, moving on from the shredding there. But, uh, yeah, life in the South's pretty good. The sun is out today. Um, so, yeah, probably about 16 degrees. It's almost like, you know, factor five weather for us. You confuse me. You live by a river, so you must be the moistest of all. Do you swim in that river, or do you just look at the water? I could do. Someone pushed me in, or if I fell. Uh, okay, and you've got no Moisture garden. in the air. Moisture in the air, and I have no garden, no. So no streaming activity for me. Fair right. I have been watching a shed load of American Horror Story, so uh, I'm on to season two Asylum now, so I'm catching up with you. Oh, uh, yeah, well, you probably have a take of me, to be honest. I think I only watched about two, two three episodes. So. I will get around to watching it again. It's just other bits of life are getting in the way. There you go. Anyway, so this week on the podcast, uh, if you've been keeping track of our running order, you'll know that we are going to review Lacuna Core's Die and Rise. And I got us thinking about what our discussion topic was going to be this week. And if you know Die and Rise, you'll know that um, without going into too much detail, because we'll do that later, it is uh, very thematic. And the theme is very, very much kind of the, the classic horror tropes the horror monsters and we figured it would be make quite an interesting discussion we hope if we uh, talked about horror movies and lacuna call in general starting off with a little bit of background on kind of their involvement in various aspects of the horror genre um over the years going back quite some time in fact pretty much all the way back to karma code no beyond that to comanize in fact uh and specifically, their, which of their songs have played on various movie soundtracks. And you'll, you'll see a bit of a theme here, actually. Uh, and then we'll kind of come on to our own thoughts on the horror genre and, and the songs, Lacuna Core songs that could maybe fit in. So let's go all the way back to Coma Lies then. So way back when, I'm thinking around 2004, 2005, pretty much just before Karma Code came out, there was a computer game called Vampire the Masquerade Bloodline. And if you had that game, in which I think you played a vampire, when you walked around a town and did all the things that vampires do, you will know that the place you started was this little, rather dingy little room, but had a poster in the room, and the poster was Comalize, the front cover of the album. And then if you, I, think, I don't know if it was in the room itself, I think you actually get to go into the nightclub, but you could play the Swamped, well, Swamped, the song, uh, in the nightclub. 
And that was quite a big thing at the time, actually. I remember. I think I got the game and I installed it and I went, oh, look at that. It's a poster of Colorize in my room. How cool is that? And then I could listen to Swamped and that was it, really. Uh, I don't, don't remember playing much more in the game than that. Uh, just listen to the, the Kuna Curl song. Did you guys play the game at all back, in, back when it came out? I didn't play the game, but I distinctly remember what you've just mentioned, and it is pretty impressive for that to be in the game at the time. Um, good exposure for the band. Yeah, I thought so. I, I think I vaguely remember taking a screenshot and sticking it on the empty spiral forum. It's probably around somewhere. What about you, Russ? Do you remember the game? Oh, I don't know. I, I tend to steer away from PC gaming, so I was probably still playing Street Fighter 2 on the Super Nintendo from like the early 90s. <laughs> so uh, sadly not. <laughs> Well, that was, I think, the I'm thinking about it. The only, the only time they'd been on a game. There was a motorbike game. I remember it was only released in Italy. Um, that they were on. But I can't even remember the name of the song that was on that. Anyway, in terms of their exposure in the the, the horror genre, they've been on quite a few movie soundtracks. Um, most notably, they were on two of the. Um, underworld soundtracks our truth was on underworld 2 as i recall and trip the darkness more recently was on underworld the awakening so it's underworld 2 and underworld i want to say 4 but i kind of lose track of underworld um so it was clearly some of the other the, the music on underworld i don't know if you've seen the the soundtracks but they're they're quite eclectic music and they're generally heavy metal heavy rock um, so it probably comes as no surprise that Lacuna Core on them, but it, it certainly, again, especially the Our Truth one, gave them a lot of exposure at the time. It, it, it feels very right, and certainly Trip of Darkness is a song that I think fits very nicely in the the style of the Underworld films. And then we had uh, Resident Evil, Apocalypse. Again, I think that's number three, I want to say. And Swamped was on that. Ra- rather more obscurely, uh, the Last Goodbye, which comes off of uh, one of the special editions of Lacuna Cos album, Shallow Life, was on Saw 4, um, one of the more obscure Saw films. And as you were saying earlier, Russ, I, I've, I've only seen the first one, um, and I don't think there's much to miss, really. <laughs> but anyway, it's a bit obscure, but it was on there. A bit of a surprise to those people who even... Might not, might have been aware of Lacuna Core, but not even whether that song existed. And thought that sounded like a very familiar voice. Is that Christina? I need to find out. Actually, was a Lacuna Core song. But there you go. Um, but they've not been on any more the kind of the the recent post Blair Witch kind of POV found footage type videos or type docu docu horrors or whatever they're called like wreck and as i say supernatural one two and all out to 20 or whatever is up to they've not been any of those it's mostly been the action type horror i'd say supernatural resident evil um that kind of thing not supernatural underworld resident evil that kind of thing so guys when you think about lacuna call then do you think their music lends itself naturally to the horror genre what do you think mike yeah, I think just off the top of my head, two songs that you could throw out there, Zombies and Victims, certainly lend themselves with the song titles themselves to, I don't know, something like 28 Days Later for those that are um, from this side of 
Blighty or even for some of the films like Day of the Dead or Dawn of the Dead by um, Dario Argento. Um, things like that, I would say, fit quite well. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Uh, what about you, um, Russ? What do you think? I mean, you've got some songs that you think would fit well? Totally agree with Mike there. I think um, Broken Crown Halo is distinctly um, suited to that kind of thing. Like Mike mentioned, you've got zombies, you've got victims, you've got infected, and you've got dying rice. You've got a minimum of four songs there capable of that type of genre. And as we'll come on to in another week, different type of film, but Cyber Sleep that's also perfectly suited to a, a film soundtrack. So are we saying then that Broken Crown Halo is... Is the songs that are limited just to that album then that you think would work on a, on a horror? Um, two distinct styles, I think. Um, modern horror, yes. I think if you're talking more classic horror, black and white, then more sort of in a reverie type style for me. Um, even some stuff off of um, Unleashed Memories, you know, things like Distant Sun in the background, subject to what's happening in the film or When a Dead Man Walks. I just think there's there's more of a soundscape in the older albums to an older film whereas like mike mentioned you got something that's fast-paced action like a 28 days later and you know plenty of songs from broken around halo fit that so you got the best of both worlds really mm. i like your idea about uh, when a dead man walks i think that worked really well on a horror soundtrack given you know what the song's about i i kind of put a short list of songs down uh, really didn't focus on broken ground halo ones that i i thought would work really well i mean we're talking about dying rise today um i think that would work quite quite well as a background song in the middle of a and whether it be a nightclub or someone playing some music in the background or something on a a modern horror story i think that would work really nicely one thing i i actually didn't pick up on zombies um i i, I love the song and obviously it is filled with zombie imagery um but i didn't really see it as a horror song if you see what i mean I think there are other ones which I think do it better. Uh, the first one I put down was actually the Dark Adrenaline song, which I thought was really creepy, um, if you remember that one. Um, again, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a bonus track from Dark Adrenaline. I thought that that kind of piano playing and you know that really has a certain creepy, ghostly position type feel about it. Um, and then for, actually from Broken Crown Halo, I thought One Cold Day would work really well in a horror film. Um, and then going back, uh, and you mentioned going all the way back to the inner reverie days, I thought falling could work. I thought veins of glass could work from coma lies. You've got something like angels punishment. I think would really work because of the change of pace in it. And then sort of trying to capture ones from other albums. I thought that, um, possibly the pain, from Spellback, yeah, work. from um, mm-hmm. Shallow Life. Would that work? Yeah, yeah, I think so, very well. And then, yeah, and then, and then kind of, if you look to what is proving to be a very popular genre, the, the post-apocalyptic horror, mm. I thought, and, and it's not intended to be a cliche given its title, but I thought that I Don't Believe in Tomorrow would be quite an interesting one to play in that. Um Again, I felt that it was heavy. There was something dark about its tone, and I thought that really would really work quite well in a horror story, or I should say, a horror film. Um, is there any other that you can sort of think of that would work quite well for a lacuna cost attempt at horror? To live is to hide, maybe. Yeah, that 
certainly sounds like one of those stalker horror tracks. Yeah, it? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a that there should be more attempt made to to do videos, horror videos for Lacuna Curl songs. Actually, I was thinking about this. Um, Dying Rise would make a great horror video. You know, actual yeah, song. Yeah. And I'm not talking thriller here. You know, I'm actually talking putting some great imagery be- behind it. I mean, especially when you look at look at the Diane Rice t-shirt with the kind of the werewolf on it. You know, mm. I'd, I'd love it if they managed to make an animated video or something like that. That'd be awesome. I'd love that. But I, I think you get a lot of fan-made media videos. I, there's a part of me that says that um, it'd be great if someone could make a, a proper video for something like Dark Adrenaline or, or Angel's Punishment or, you know, one of those tracks that lends itself to the genre and then, take clips out of various horror movies or you know i mean i'm even talking going back and taking it out of nosferatu for example and we saw the stuff on the dark passengers dvd with um andrea playing the vampire mm. you know that, that does seem to work oh i think it does yeah definitely so what would you like to see what would you be your choice of song to to go you know we talked about a few of them russ what would you definitely like to see on a horror soundtrack sometime soon um, well, now I'm sort of cast my mind right back. You know, you're mentioning some of the earlier songs and I'm thinking like classic Italian black and white 60s horror. And so that makes me think of um, going back to the very first EP uh, and Phantasma Trinoi. So yeah. a bit of an instrumental. Yeah, that would work. Definitely. Definitely. What about you, Mike? I think um, sh- straight away, straight to the newness and dying rise. I think it lends itself very well to too many possibilities that... If they don't do anything with that video-wise, I think they miss a trick and miss the boat quite severely. So mm. need to do something with that. Uh, they've said in the past that they've been influenced by horror films and horror genre. I mean, you mentioned at the beginning um, Dario Argento, the famous Italian director who's had an influence on um, horror genre pretty much since the 60s. And obviously, he's, I don't know if it's just me but my perception is his most popular or at least well-known film is um suspiria which was way yep. back in 77 mm-hmm. which is a, a sort of a classic in the uh um giallo genre of, of horror done in you know, intense technicolor very very <laughs> lots and lots of red lots and lots of yellows very very bright in your face and yet at the same time you know, for a 1977 horror film, very gory very surreal quite disturbing you know it's 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 definitely something that if you've not seen um you should watch because it is well a classic um given that they've they've been influenced by um so well so they say horror genre do you think they're going to continue to make this this kind of music i mean we know that marco when he was making broken crown was watching films and i believe some of them were horror films so it seems likely that they're going to continue to make these kind of music yeah yeah i think it lends itself very well as we saw on the last tour over here we had the halloween special which lends itself perfectly for them to dress up and they carried that theme on for the whole tour didn't they and i think Mm. it suits them really well with where they're placed at the moment and i think that they can build on that and bring it to a different place depending on how 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 they feel kind of thing yeah, I I think there needs to be a, a horror film which uses a lot of their songs. 
yeah wouldn't it yeah. be great to, to do a kind of a um not i'm not talking about based on their music but using their music as a a tonal influence backdrop or yeah. something yeah for mm, definitely because bring yeah. back the priest robes yeah bring back the priest <laughs> robes on zombie masks and the whole thing um well i, I think we kind of brought this to a conclusion it's fair to say that there there has been quite an influence on the kunikor uh, by the horror genre and going full circle their music has then gone on to be seen on a number of action horror films and we hope it continues because it, it really is a great way to to generate new interest in the band and their music and also the, the, the music fits in so well with those songs and like i think we can we could thank Marco a lot for that, for him watching horror films while he's making and composing the music in the most part, which is great. So so there you go. If you've got any questions or if you've got anything you want to discuss with us about Lacuna Coil's um, horror influences, then um, get in contact with us and we'll, we'll happily bring you on the podcast and resurrect this topic. Sorry, I couldn't help myself. Huh? <laughs> um, bring it back to life and uh, discuss it again with you. Right, well, after our little trip into the dark and seedy world of the horror genres, uh, I thought we would, uh, well, bring us on to our review this week, which, of course, is, as you've been told already, Diane Rice, taken from Lacuna Core's album Broken Crown Halo. So I think it's my turn to start, isn't it? It is indeed. I thought it might be, yeah. Okay, so Diane Rice then. Um, well, first of all, I'm going to give you an admission. I, I actually wasn't a big fan of this song when I first heard it. Uh, I, however, have grown to love it over the last year or so. And uh, I, I really enjoy listening to the song now, but maybe I'm skipping ahead too quickly. So it, it starts off with, with that kind of chugging guitars, which you know harks back to the Karma Code days. We then get the music kind of ramps up and, and we get the um, very distinctive lyrics spoke uh, sung by Andrea which I think are one of the strengths of this song. I really do. I mean, it's, it's, first of all, it's, it's a heavy song. It's got some pace to it. But for me, the lyrics really bring this thing to life. And again, that, that's not intentional pun. Sorry. Um, I get a sense that they are, although they use classic horror story type imagery, sort of the tropes they're in, you know, um, die and rise, take a bite of life. That, that invokes a sense of sort of the vampire, feeling you know the first line in the song is a werewolf uh, you've got that sense that this is something that they're using those tropes to to deliver their message but i think this is actually not about horror at all i actually think this is about changing your life for the better um you know actually taking that bite out of life is only a metaphor it's actually saying listen stop what you're doing today um and start again change yourself change what you're doing and um live life to the fullest and and because you know you can achieve that uh, and i i really feel quite strongly about that I, I don't see any other message in the song at all um yes it could be argued that this is just a song about horror imagery but that's not the way that lacuna call writes songs 
they've never written about fantasy. They they've always stated that they write about reality, and in this case, they're just using um, fantasy imagery to bring that to life. Um, as I said before, I wasn't a big fan about this uh, about this song when I first heard it, but it's grown on me quite a lot. I really love Andrea's lyrics throughout this. Um, I especially am big fan of the harmony between Andrea and Christina in the chorus. And then there's that little uh, Italian bridge, which I really think it, it gives it a bit of a punch. It gives it a real, it embeds it in, uh, well, it embeds it as, as a Lacuna Core song. And I think that works really, really well. And gives it a sense of, I don't know, a homage to the Argento kind of horror genre, really. I, I really, really like that. Um, there is one bit in it which I think is, I found and still find a little bit jarring. Three minutes and eight seconds in, there is a return from Andrea. Um, but it, I don't know whether it's an editing or what it might be, but it, it feels a little too cut too short. You'd have to listen to it, and maybe you shouldn't look out for it, because once you hear it, you can't unhear it, as it were. Um, it, it just it's when he's he comes back and then says die and rise and take about a life and then goes die and rise again it feels a little too quick for me and maybe it's just me um but yeah i'm a big fan of it uh, russ what do you think of this song um very similar to you in how i first perceived it because you know i first heard this and similarly i wasn't a fan um but over sort of the next couple of weeks and listening to it again you know it's one of those that it either hits people and they love it or it's a slow burner and a grower. And despite, you know, not being, I mean, I originally would go so far as to say, I thought it was one of the weakest songs on the album when I first heard it. And now it's probably one of my favorites, one of my go-to songs. Mm. Um, so you mentioned it's got that sort of deep, heavy chugging guitars and bass and that bendy riff. And there's something about it that I know we all talked about it when we first heard the album. It's almost like an industrial type sound. And when you hear that bass drums and, and synth, you know, it, the first time I heard it, it reminded me of like, Am I listening to Lacuna Core or have I just put on a Fear Factory record? Do you know what I mean? It's sort of really, really sort of left the centre. So, again, it, it shows that they're they're evolving. Um, same as yourself, Matt. I mean, my favourite part of this particular song, aside from that chugging bass riff, is Andrea's vocal performance, which I think is great. Love the way he sings it. And obviously you've got that sort of um, dire that he shouts through and Christina comes in on the chorus, which is great. I think this is probably very a good representative example of how good Lacuna Core are with the vocal interplay, especially sort of in the in the modern style between Andrea and Christina, because on this song particularly, the back and forth to push pull, they really sort of complement each other sort of, you know, explicitly. And I think, you know, the lyrics you could view them as sort of fairly straightforward, but it goes back to the older style in sort of telling a story, you know. You know, people could interpret, hang on, it's Lacuna Core, they're Italian, they're singing a song about Die and Rise, it could be a song about Christ and the Resurrection. I mean, it's not, but, you know, mm -hmm. you could always interpret it that way. And, um, you know, a big, big fan of the song. It's got that bridge in there in Italian as well, which sort of goes back to Senzathene. Um, I was really left to field again. You know, it's not the type of song you'd expect to hear, that sort of type of vocal sort of um, verse. It's not like a without fear. It's a really modern, up-tempo song. And, you know, there it is. Um, I won't butcher the Italian, but I'm led to believe that the English translation is I arrive at any time since I know that life will turn, apparently. So there you go. Sports there we go. Rise. There we go. Thank you. Mike, what do you think of Iron Rise? Boom. Nothing, nothing more to say. I think you both covered it. I think musically hard and heavy and 
it's very good throughout. I, I was one of these people that loved it so the moment I heard it. I think it's it sits very well with me on the album. Um, musically fantastic, vocal interplay very good. Um, theme that you both touched upon. I always possibly thought it's like shedding like your skin like a snake with your relationship wise possibly any anything like that moving from one place in your life to another um and i think overall it's fantastic and thumbs up from me fair enough okay so it looks like we're fans of rise in terms of numbers then uh i'm going to give this one now it's not i wouldn't have given this when i first listened to it but I, now I think this is an 8 out of 10 song for me. I really enjoy it. Um, like you said, Russ, it's one of the songs I look forward to listening on the album. I, re- I love the pace. I, I love the theme in it. Um, I still wish that there would be a video for this one. Uh, and I don't just mean the lyric video, although I quite enjoyed that one with the gravestones. Um, yeah, I'm a big fan. Really like the song. I think it's a, a really strong song on the album. 8 out of 10. Mike? 9 for me. Nine, okay, and Russ, what's your number? I'm torn between the two, so I'm going to split the pair of and give it an 8.5. Okay, so there we go. It's a big number. Dying Rise, average 8.5 out of 10. That, that's a big number for, for Yeah, absolutely. So um, this is a real winner, and um, I, as I said before, really hope that we get a video one day, but I don't think we will. Maybe I'll go and make one. Stop motion animation and puppets. There absolutely. you go. Play-Doh. Morph, yeah. Yeah. Morph meets vampires, man. <laughs> okay, well, I think that brings us to a close this week on the Empty Spiral podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it. Um, I hope it in kind of sparks a bit of interest in you going away and listening to some of those soundtracks and maybe checking out some of the films that Lacuna Coil have uh, added their songs to the soundtrack soundtrack of in the past. If you're feeling particularly creative, you could always go out and make your own horror video to the tune of your Lacuna Coil. And if you do, let us know so we can, you know, put a link to it on the Empty Spiral website and uh, hopefully see it on YouTube or something like that. Anyway, um, it's only the beginning of the week for us. We've still got a lot of work to be doing. But uh, I'm glad that we managed to get two podcasts in in two weeks. That makes me feel like we're getting back to some kind of normality. And uh, until we speak next, um, as I always say, listen to more Lacuna Core. Take care, everybody. Goodbye. Cheers, everyone. Ciao.